Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey everyone, welcome to the Truck Guide Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Guy. We're back for season three of the Truck Guide Podcast and we're glad to have you along. Truck Guy Podcast is your dirt road ride to the freshest inside takes on the latest truck news and test drives, how-to tips, and probably a dose or two of high-octane opinion. Big, huge thanks to Driving.ca and Post Media for re-upping for a third season, to my producer who wrangles my prehistoric voice into something people actually want to hear, and to you, the listener, for riding shotgun with us on these dirt road adventures. We have two guests this episode, joining us from the Ram brand in Detroit. Chris Benjamin and Luke Gashevsky are the VP of Interior Design and Lead Exterior Design Manager at Ram. They'll be talking about the Ram 1500 Revolution concept truck, an all-electric 4x4 which debuted recently at CES in Las Vegas. As Vice President of Interior Design at Ram, Chris has spent over a decade at the company overseeing projects and interior design direction for Ram, Dodge, Jeep, and now the new Wagoneer. So basically, if you've been in the Stellantis product recently, chances are you've seen some of his influence in handiwork. As the lead exterior design manager at Ram, it's Lou's job to lead the development of future light and heavy-duty pickup trucks, which define the Ram brand. And the man has over 17 years of experience behind the pencil and in the studio, for production and advanced concept vehicles. Ram trucks are instantly identifiable on the road, and they rightly want to carry that strength through into their era of electrification. So join us as Chris and Lou pull back the curtain and talk about the development process of the Ram 1500 Revolution, some of the challenges which came with the truck, and that two cool third row set of seats, not to mention how such a thing will probably appeal to families and work tasks, and the level of collaboration it took to crank out what is arguably the most important Ram truck concept. That's all coming up in the next half hour on the Truck Guy Podcast. This is the Truck Guy Podcast with your host, Matthew Guy. We're here with Chris Benjamin and Lou Gaveshki from Stellantis. They are the interior and exterior design part of those teams for the Ram 1500 Revolution. Welcome, Chris and Lou. Thanks so much for having us. Absolutely. We're glad to have you guys here because there's just, there's so many innovations and new ideas in the Ram 1500 Rev, you know? 
Um, and I'd like to ask you about some of them specifically, if that's okay. Yeah, definitely. We're, uh, you know, we're always excited about, you know, what we did with the Ram Rev and, you know, excited to talk about it and share all of the cool details and thoughts and functionality. Absolutely. And even just before we get to that, um, if you guys want to, you know, chat just about the project in general and, I mean, how it felt, what it was like um, to be part of the team which created, you know, what I think is arguably Ram's most important concept truck. So as an exterior design um, manager, lead design manager on a program, uh, I think I, I played a pretty big role. But uh, working on a Ram Revolution, this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, the concept truck, we, we had a, a target year of 2035, and it was incredibly exciting and challenging experience because um, it took roughly about 12 months. Um, the goal was to create a vehicle that not only met the needs of our cut current customer, but also inspired the future generations. Uh, and the, the design office was a hive of creativity and inspiration uh, with ideas flowing freely from every member of the team, uh, not just the designers, but also the engineers that were involved, um, yeah. the concept data, the surfacing team, everybody contributed to uh, the ideas from their experience. Uh, one of the important aspects of the project was making sure that the concept truck made a, the right statement, mm, yeah. right? We wanted to celebrate our past, uh, while also looking to the future. And this required a delicate balance. Uh, the Ram, we wanted to strive to create a truck that's modern yet stay true to our Ram DNA. I'm speaking from the exterior standpoint, there's a lot of, uh, identity of what the Ram uh, what Ram trucks are, right? Yeah. Uh, and that's something that was one of our goals. So, Very much so, because a Ram truck is instantly identifiable when you see it on the road, um, whether it's the 1500 Classic or the 1500. And it sounds like it was really important to draw some of that through with the exterior design for the Rev. Yeah, yeah. We, we didn't want to forget about our, our, our current customer. Obviously, we wanted to take them on, uh, on a journey with us. And I, I believe... Um, at the beginning of last year, January, this time, uh, the Ram Revolution website was launched where we were um, asking for feedback from our customers. Some of the ideas and, and comments were considered and uh, the process, the design process was uh, quite organic. Uh, the design was evolving, new ideas were introduced along the way and it was a true co collaboration with everyone uh, played a role in shaping and all the way to the final outcome. That's, that's really important you know, for a cohesive um, project. And Chris, was it similar on that end, I would imagine, for the interior team as well? Yeah, you know, Matt, we, um, from an interior design perspective, the one of the, the great hallmarks of, of our RAM interiors is, uh, you know, the, the combination of, of so much functionality. Um, we talk about the console on today's uh, production truck as a Swiss Army knife. Um, you know, the combination of that functionality with obviously uh the the beauty in materials and the shapes and forms um and then combining the technology um into the cabin to create something that is a a space that surrounds you that envelops the both the driver and the rest of the passengers and you know creates a space that feels innovative that feels um futuristic from uh from a materials usage perspective and then you know just the the beautiful way that the, the technology is integrated um, and then, you know, 
sort of capitalizing on those hallmarks that make a Ram uh, what it is. And that is, you know, the, the, the toughness, the, you know, beautiful functionality. And as you look at our, our production interiors today, um, we've, we've become very well known for, you know, the quality of our interiors, the, let's say that the premiumness of the interiors, I think, you know, we've, we've been quite recognized from, from that perspective, winning, you know, luxury vehicle of the year, stuff like that. So um, carrying all of that, you know, the legacy that we have um, into the interior and, you know, thinking about the future, as Lou said, you know, shooting ideas back and forth between interior team, exterior team, all yeah. of our engineering teams and, you know, Mike Colville and the brand, brand team as well. Um, and just, you know, really trying to create something that would be uh, a stunner for, for, you know, both the public, our, our industry colleagues and, and everyone else that saw it. Absolutely. Because there's so many eyeballs on all of these different projects, but especially something as big as this, but um, you're talking about the interior and the different innovations that you have, but t tell us a bit about that how the third row of seats came about. Um, Chris, I guess we could start with you, I guess, because that would be technically be an interior thing, although exterior has a lot to do with that too. <laughs> yeah, actually it's, it's funny because the, that third row of seats, the, the jump seats are, are, are actually connected to, um, you know, the, the, the pass through that we created for, um, from the bed of the truck into the interior, creating that, that kind of one space uh, concept. And so having that mid gate um, that that sort of folds out of the way, um, a, a lot of the inspiration was just looking at at the way people live. Um, you know, my chief designer uh, Ryan Nagodi, he uh, his son plays a lot of sports, for example, and uh, you know he he just always noticed a lot of people bringing these uh, portable seats to to uh, the sporting events, and you know they kind of attach to. Um, the bleachers that you have in the different um, public parks and so on. And so, you know, thinking about that functionality, thinking about lifestyle, um, the different things that we wanted our customers to be able to do um, was really the inspiration. And um, and then, you know, so so being able to do jump seats that, you know, you could have someone sitting there, you can remove them, as I said, you yeah. know, bring them to a stadium with you. You can attach them to the uh the end of the tailgate um so much you know i would say versatility in their usage uh but then also just folding them down and, and maybe using them as a workspace when you have the the second row of seats facing the other way you know just endless possibilities based on your individual needs and and desires right because you've got that rail system in the floor as well for the uh, for the seats uh, for the Absolutely. other seats yeah that's that's fantastic because there's one thing i mean if if you've got a truck you, you need to might as well use it like one <laughs> yeah and the more versatile it is the better <laughs> right exactly and we we know that that our our customers are 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 our builders our makers our creators our you know construction workers are you know all of these things you know jacks of all trades and um we wanted to create something that um as beautiful as it is would would function like a tool and we always think of our trucks as as a tool for you know every person's use and and you know finding that variety in the different lifestyles and and really bringing that to life in in the functionality very much so and and lou can you speak to that as well like with uh, working with the interior about the mid gate and 
then about the flow through as well, because it goes all the way through to the to the front. Is that right? Yes, it was it was truly a collaboration. We found out that a lot of innovations like the front, the mid gate, this is where typically uh, an exterior interior teams have their own tasks, right? It's divided, you know, from a sill plate inboard, it's the interior uh, and everything outside of that is exterior. But in this case, uh, because there was a lot of, because of the pass through to the front and the mid gate, all of a sudden the exterior interior had to be co-designed together, you know? So there was a lot of collaboration between the, I'm gonna call them two teams, the two disciplines, um, uh, they're not truly two teams. It was the same one team, but two yes. different disciplines where uh, we, we had to find solutions, find common uh, reasons why we would want those innovations. Um, to build on the initial questions about the third row um, and, and how some of the ideas came about from an exterior standpoint, um, just simply by switching from traditional engines to electrified powertrains enable us to uh, move the vehicle uh, sorry move the wheels slightly forward shift that allowed us to grow the cabin a little bit uh forward but also we moved the wheel the rear wheel rearwards for about eight and a half inches this allowed us to grow the cabin rearwards so that enabled for a third row um, a historic fact in 1974 i believe dodge was the first one to open up to offer a second row uh, or a club space. This is during the time when there was no second row pickup trucks and we were the first ones to offer. So here we are in uh, 40 years later or so, 50 years, we're offering a third row, something that's not um, currently available on, on pickup trucks. Right, and I really think as well that a third row is very, it's yet another feature that would make a, a vehicle like that approachable to someone who's not been in a truck before uh, for a family that's always had three row SUVs or something like that. So that I've had that remark said to me a couple of times as well, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, I totally agree with that statement. I'm, I'm coming from, I have two boys, uh, Chris has as well. And just from uh, my experience, picking up my kids and their friends, whether it's uh, taking them simply to skiing or, uh, to movie theater, you do need that third row uh, for a pickup truck. It, it's yep. it's not just for you know transporting uh, people or becoming a, a higher capacity of, of, of people mover, but also uh, it could be utilized for storing drier items. Uh, Chris can speak more to that. And you're you're exactly right. And and the cool thing with the um, I suppose what you call clam. How, how do you describe clamshell doors, reverse opening doors that are on the concept that really opens up that space to get into the interior? Yeah, the saloon doors and saloon doors. You know, thank you. Yeah, the saloon doors, um, which is a great name, by the way, because it's truck. It's old west. I can picture the people coming into the saloon, right? Really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Only thing is, there's no alcohol inside. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> and you know it did take it did take a bit of thought to to you know come up with that name saloon doors and i think as you say it is perfectly fitting yeah. um and really what it allowed us to do on the concept is to to you know show the exterior in in all of its might but then also be able to open both doors and show the full interior space because obviously with a traditional setup with you know two doors and, and a b pillar um, you you don't see the full interior space as much, but also thinking about the way someone would use it. Um, we mentioned the you know you mentioned the rails in the floor, and um, you know you have the ability to take the seats 
out of the rail, just detach them, spin them around so that, you know, you could have all four seats facing each other, or you could have the two rear seats facing uh, rearward if you wanted to, as I mentioned, to have the third row seats as, as a workspace. Um, so just, there are just endless possibilities. And of course, having the B pillar out of the way, having both doors open fully um, to 90 degrees allows you the, the access to the cabin um, to, to do those different things. Right. And even if it happens in production where the doors um, are more traditional, I mean, still opening up 90 degrees would still, if, if you had uh, mega cab size doors, you know, for, uh, for for that back portal, that would be, that would still open it up and make it very, very useful. Absolutely. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You talk about moving things around in the interior too, Chris. Um, there's part of the infotainment system is removable in that concept. Yeah. Is that right? Almost yeah. like a tablet. Can you can you talk about that and why you thought that would be a good idea? Yeah, because um, you don't always need um, because we have dual 14-inch screens in there, and frankly, when you're in a stationary position, you don't always need all of that screen real estate necessarily in that spot. Um, you may want to have one of the tablets um, closer to you um, so that you can, um, you know, have it in your lap. You can, you know, type on it, whatever the case may be. We just wanted to offer that that additional functionality and the ability to really maximize the usage within the cabin. Uh, we know that looking at our customers, that a lot of people use trucks as workspaces, almost mobile offices. And we wanted the technology inside the truck itself to enable that without the need for, for anything from the outside. Um, so just from a producti productivity perspective, um, that was an excellent way to offer that you know, to the customers. And the technology certainly exists for that to happen, uh, detachable screens and stuff. So I think it's a really good application of tech that exists already. Yeah, definitely. And, and, you know, as a, you know, looking at interior design, I mean, and the fact that we showed the truck at CES, I mean, I've been going to CES consistently for, um, I don't know, the better part of the last eight years. And every single year, you know, my focus personally has always been looking at consumer electronics and where they're headed because, you know, you tend to see um, in the automotive space that the automotive space is, is a fast follower to um, consumer electronics. I um, mean, it's just because the speed at which co consumer electronics is done is a lot faster. Lead times are a lot shorter. And so you see technology appear there first and um, you always are, are able to find inspiration. And, and we, we have, you know, taken a lot of inspiration from things we see around us, um, screen technology as we see it develop and, and uh, get pushed into the future and, and, you know, we bring those things into our interior designs and, and try to incorporate them into uh, this as a future statement. That's smart. That's astute. You know, people people like what they know. Yep. <laughs> and if, yep. if they could see some of that in their vehicles, they're more <clears throat> more apt to, to be receptive to it, I believe. 
So, sure. um, Lou, talking about the exterior, I mean, there's a very distinctive lighting signature up front, right? And yeah. some manu- right? Some 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 manufacturers have decided to make their EV pickups look almost the same as their gassers. So, I mean, how important was it for you guys and girls and, and the, the whole team um, to come up with something that stood apart from the existing Ram 1500? Well, the, the lighting uh, in, in general in the automotive world has gone from simply being a feature that illuminates the road in front of you to something that plays a significant uh, design element on the front, the rear, and as you can see on our pickup truck uh, on the body side, we have illuminated uh, brand logo. Uh, to come back to the front, there was a variety of uh, of ideas of what is the future uh, RAM signature? What is that one element that from you know, 100 feet away or just simply looking in your rear view mirror? And uh, what is the signature that will captivate you? And you know that that is a RAM coming uh, behind you or, or easily be recognizable. So uh, there's a, a lot of thoughts and ideas behind it. We ended up uh, landing on a very unique signature calling the tuning fork. Um, I think it communicates uh, progress. It communicates uh, electrification for the Ram brand and something we liked very much. Uh, similar on the rear end, the advancements of the lighting technology enabled us to package lighting on the tailgate. This is something that we're seeing a trend in the uh, uh, electrified pickup trends and some of the other uh, competitive OEMs, but the, the eliminating the, the need for a box for a lighting and going to a more organic LED will enable us to play with lighting signatures on a tailgate or a smaller spaces to package lamps. That's so cool. And it must be really exciting for exterior designers to be in this craft right now with all of these this new tech that allows you that freedom that's okay. I don't have to put the tail lights here. They you know they've been in the same place in the, on a truck for years, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean you can put them beyond the places you, you could have imagined uh, t- today. I mean I'm talking in the future, five to ten years from now or beyond that where the actual fiber optics of the of the lighting are embedded in the material itself. Uh, that's something we're thinking about that uh, have yet to showcase. So. Absolutely. There's so many different ways that uh, that that can go. I, I'm just so excited to see it. <laughs> I get excited about all this stuff. Yeah, on the front end, I'm not sure if you have an image or if you have noticed, but the, the LED signature, the tuning forks, they're not interrupted by by the front or the, the opening of the, the, the hood. Typically on a vehicles today, there's a cut line that would go through the headlamp. In our case, we really wanted to keep the pure and, and uninterrupted. So we ended up a, creating a double lens headlamp where when the front opens up, you have a, a clean signature that travels with the hood and a lit RAM to celebrate the brand again. Um, and that, again, advancements of the technologies, uh, a silicone-based uh, LED allowed us to package the very thin yet bright uh, LED in the lens. That's fabulous. That's so, so awesome. I love how we've got, um, you know, the whole team working together to create something that's just as unique on the inside as the outside. So we could talk all day about it for sure. Hey, <laughs> I was going to say, too, that the Tuna Fort graphic was... was uh so important and we you know for the interior were inspired by by what the exterior team did and we wanted to make sure that you know no matter where you were if your eyes were closed and and someone either stood you in front of the the vehicle or inside of the truck 
um, and you opened your eyes, you wouldn't know where you were if all of the other lights were out. So we still have, we have that tuning fork graphic inside the vehicle as well. That starts at the center screen and, you know, goes out towards the doors and into the doors, through the doors. Very cohesive. And that type of stuff, I feel, is just as much of a part of the experience as some of the other elements on the interior and exterior. Absolutely. Chris, Lou, thank you so much for joining us here today on the Truck That Podcast. I really appreciate your time. Thank you. Yeah, it's our pleasure. Thank you for having us. Pleasure talking to you. Good talking to you guys, too. Thank you. That was Chris Benjamin, the Lou Gusevsky, VP of Interior Design and Lead Exterior Design Manager at RAM. It's great to speak with people who are tasked with designing the future of trucks, and not just tasked with it, but excited to do so. It really helps to have a team of gearheads at the helm. One of my takeaways from today was the repeated desire to make sure Ram is the Swiss army knife of trucks. Anyone who's ever spun a few wrenches or hammered drywall knows the importance of having the right tool, and if the Ram 1500 Rev can adapt itself to a number of tasks, then I think it'll hit that goal. I mean, sure, not everything from a concept vehicle makes it to production, but the fact that the team is having conversations about, and creating, items like that third row of seats which can double as a work surface or be removed for tailgating parties proves, I think, that the production truck is going to contain a lot of this versatility that we saw in the concept. Same goes for the removable tablets, the unique lighting solution, and something we didn't get to talk to before running out of time was the truck's so-called shadow mode. Google it, listeners. I think it's a feature that's going to be equally as useful at the job site or the campsite. But that's our episode. Big thanks to this week's guests, Chris and Lou, producer Adam Foster, and to all the listeners for joining us on the Truck Guy podcast. Be sure to check out driving.ca where you'll find the best in truck reviews, videos, and breaking news. While you're there, use the site's comparison tool for head-to-head shopping and sign up for their Blindspot newsletter. It'll be delivered to your inbox featuring a roundup of the week's most important automotive news. And be sure to subscribe to The Truck Guy wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon Music, so you can listen to this truck-loving Newfoundlander and his guests tell a few stories while talking about pickup trucks and 4x4s. Thanks for listening.